Okay, friend, here's the thing. This was not the episode that I intended to air today, episode 218, the Thursday before Christmas. But what does Proverbs 16, 9 says? It says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. I sit down and I plan my things and the Lord directs things differently. And I want to share with you today about what the Lord is teaching me through the fire, quite literally, of life. If you follow me on social media, you might have an idea of what I am talking about. Even, I even broke my Instagram hiatus to come out and share about this. And I have... I have tried to share as openly and honestly as I can about my life, about business, about everything that the Lord is doing, and it seems only appropriate that I take this opportunity of this trial and this fire to share with you what the Lord is teaching me, and um, it it makes me smile um, to see the goodness of God. So let's get started. Let's talk about this one. Hey, Kingdom Builder, welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey. I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. Okay, so before I even begin, let me just paint this picture for you. Let me just give you a little background on this this episode. And um, I'm not sure exactly what the title will be, but at the moment, the working title is Lessons Through the Fire. So on Friday, December 16th, I was out running errands. My oldest daughter was actually home. She had just gotten home from the gym. I ran out to go run a few errands because we had a wedding we needed to get to at one o'clock in the afternoon of all times, about 40 minutes away. So I was running some errands, getting a few things done, and I come home at about like 11 in the morning and I go to open the garage. I'm in my daughter's car and I go to open the garage and it won't open. And I mean, who can relate here? You get a little annoyed, you know, hashtag first world problems, right? You're pushing the button inside your car and the garage won't open. Oh my goodness gracious. So what do you do if you're like me? You push it 10 more times, of course. Like it didn't work the first five times. So let me just keep pushing it, right? So that's what I did. I get out of the car a little annoyed, I will admit, and I smell a faint 
smell of smoke. And if you've ever had any car problems, you know what I mean? It's not that like massive, overwhelming smell, but it's enough where you're like, oh, something's just not right. What is going on here? And so I was like, oh my goodness, literally we have been, each of our cars have been playing this horrific game of tag. Like, okay, we're going to break down now and we're going to break down and, you know, just this rotating breakdown thing. It's been fantastic. So I was like, okay, great. It's her car this time. Awesome. Whatever. So I see kind of like a, a light film of smoke in the air and I'm like, ah, where is that coming from? Like what in the world? So I go inside the house and I go to check the oven thinking maybe she was baking something and something had dripped on the bottom of the oven. In fact, something had dripped on the bottom of the oven not too long ago and I just hadn't had a chance to clean it up. So we've got like this pile of baking soda, you know, on there. Anyone else fail me on that one? Anyways, I go into the house. I don't smell any smoke. I go into the kitchen. There's no smoke in there. I go out in the backyard. I can't smell any smoke anywhere. So I'm like, okay, no problem, whatever. At least, you know, I don't know what that is. We'll figure out what's up with the car. So I go into the interior door. So in our house, and maybe many of you have this as well, our garage is attached to the house. So we have an interior door in the house where I can go from the house to the garage. So I go to open that door and I've done this hundreds of times, right? You open up a door and you know what you're going to see because you've done it hundreds of times. This time I saw something I never anticipated I would see. I opened the door and in front of me I see flames and black smoke. And I I don't know. I mean like instantly like you I shut the door and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs to get my daughter out of the house Allie there's a fire there's a fire call 911 call 911 and so we do we get out of the house her car's parked in the driveway because I was gonna unload a few things into the garage and so we're just kind of like if you've ever watched the three stooges that's kind of what I feel like like running back and forth like not really knowing and saying these things and I had really intelligent things to say like we need the fire thingy you know the fire extinguisher but no intelligible words were coming to me I knew enough that we needed to get out of the house and we needed to you know get take care of the dogs and and whatnot and Long and short of it is before we could realize we had neighbors and people all around and and someone, you know, just offers like, get the dogs in the car and I will move your car. We still don't even know who this neighbor is. I cannot wait to meet all of these neighbors. And we've been here for, you know, 12 years. Um, but, you know, everyone kind of keeps to themselves. It's California. I know in other places, people are a little bit more friendly, but we're like in, out, get our stuff, you know, off we go. And anyways, that's a side story. The thing that gets me is just the people, the way that people came out of nowhere, nowhere to help us, to help us. The Lord sent each and every person to help us. Everyone is safe. Everything that we lost is, or I'm sorry, not everyone, Nearly everything that we lost is replaceable. There are some things that aren't, and it's okay because my daughter and I are safe. Our animals are safe. My other two kids were at school. My husband was at work. They're all safe, and there are a million, a million ways this could have been so 
much worse. Today, I was reading through, um, I've shared a few times that I'm reading through the book, Battlefield of the Mind. And I was reading through it today, and she brought to mind this, not brought to mind, she shared this scripture from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through, I believe it's um, 34. And here's what I know anytime I have gone through a very significant trial. Well, a trial of any sort. I know that I say prior to a trial, God is good. And I believe it with every fiber of my being. And then you find yourself in the fire of life. Quite literally this time in the fire of life. And I don't know where you find yourself, friend, but it's in these moments that I I see what I truly believe. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, my God is good. And I'm going to say something that that might shock shock you. Even if something happened to my daughter, myself, the entire house burned down, or to our animals, or to my children, or anybody, even if it was worse than it is, God is still good. The damage to our house is pretty much contained to the garage. The rest of our house is filled with smoke. So at this moment, I am actually recording this episode in our hotel room. We are so blessed and so thankful for insurance, for homeowners insurance, that our insurance company is putting us up in a hotel. My kids are in one room. We are in another room. We have these great little suites. You know, we've got a little kitchenette. There's breakfast served every morning. There's housekeeping. I mean, really. I'm I'm okay with this for right now. It's it's okay. So as I was reading through Battlefield of the Mind, and she was talking about worry and being anxious. And I'm going to read this passage to you because it spoke to me. And I don't know where the Lord has you right now. And I want to be careful to not come off as my my house burned, my garage burned, I lost all these things and it's great. Because it's hard. It is hard. It's hard to see three or four fire trucks in front of your house. It's hard to see your daughter hurting. It's hard to watch your house suffer damage. It's hard to think of all the what ifs. And yet, my friend, I choose. I choose. It's a choice. I choose to rely upon what I know to be true. I know my God is sovereign. I know my God is good. I know my God will take care of me. And even if I had never experienced that before, I know it to be true from God's word. But I know it to be true from life experience too. My personal experience, you've heard a little of my my story and my testimony with our son and, and different things that I know my God is good. And Matthew 6 just reiterates that. So bear with me, I'm going to read this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Friend, I've had friends and people tell me, I love your attitude and let me just first stop you there. It is not me. This is not on Michelle's strength. This is God's strength. This is seeing the mercies of God poured out on us every single millisecond before, at at the exact moment that we need it. And we see it. Those of you who have heard about this and are praying for us, thank you. We feel it. And here's my, I've watched my parents model making lemonade out of lemons. And I've tried, my husband and I have tried to model that for our children. And and the Lord keeps giving us opportunities to do that. And this is one such situation. And here, I love where it says here um, in verse 27, And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Here's the thing, friend. Our garage burned. Stuff is lost. In fact, I'm getting ready to go over and meet our insurance adjuster right now and and a few different people looking through things and I'll have a better idea of even more things that we lost that I'm not aware of. I can't change that. I can't change what was lost. I can't change the fire. It's already gone. I can't change the smoke within the house. But what I do have control over is my attitude. What I do have control over is the way that I see things. I, for myself, recognize I could have any array of emotion, but I could either choose to focus on what is lost and and be in a puddle somewhere in the fetal position rocking back and forth, or I can choose to look and see the blessings and the goodness of God. And friend, let me just tell you, when you look through that lens, you cannot miss the thousands of ways in which God is blessing you. I know some of you are walking through fires that are unimaginable, cancer, death, loss. Maybe you lost your entire house and the only thing you have are the clothes on your back. I don't know what trial the Lord has you walking through right now, but I know there's a very specific reason why he has you listening to this episode right now. When my husband and I went through some pretty serious marital strife and trial, and our pastor would tell us, you know, guys, 
the Bible tells us not to worry. But if you're going to worry, I want you to worry in order. It's so easy, right, to to worry about all the things. You know, the Bible tells us right here, therefore do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. I, I can't think beyond this moment. You know, my kids keep asking me, so what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to take it one step at a time. Because we can worry ourselves into a stupor. We can start... We can start worrying about things that we didn't even know that we needed to worry about. I have a, a family member who I have said many times over the years, I feel like they wake up and try to think about things in which they could worry. And they worry about things that they, they might worry about. And they're, they're worrying about whatever. And here's what we know to be true. Peace. Peace is not something that can be put on a person. It's a fruit of the spirit. And if you're anxious, you're not at peace. I shared um, a verse the other day. Let me find it. It was Hebrews. um, Hold on. Hebrews. I'm sorry. Romans. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I can tell you, friend, right now I am abounding in hope because of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. Friend, if you've been praying for me, thank you. If you've been praying for our family, thank you. We are overwhelmed by the ways in which the Lord has been so incredibly kind to us. If he protected Ellie and I, that was over and abundant what he needed to do. And then the ways in which he is tangibly providing for us is phenomenal. Friends, so my lesson through this fire at this moment is to trust the Lord. To put my hope and faith and everything in the Lord because he is the giver of peace. It's a hard time of year, friend. Maybe your business isn't going the way that you wanted it to. Maybe you are literally walking through a fire too. Maybe you are figuratively walking through the deepest, darkest fire of your life. I had two words tattooed on my arm earlier this year, but God, but God, whatever is happening, my God, your God is bigger than all of that. You look at the flowers out, the grass, the Lord clothes them. He makes sure that the birds have food. How much more will he take care of you, my friend? Whatever you are walking through, I pray that you know the peace and the joy and the hope that only comes from Christ. So providentially, each of my girls' middle names are Grace, Joy, and Hope. I mean, they don't all three have all of those middle names. Each one has what? Grace, Joy, and Hope. And... When we realized this, after Maddie was born, so she was born in 2010, I realized that those are three words 
that the Lord has poured out on me and shown me so many times over my life. And I, I have since adopted this saying, this perspective, that it is because of the grace, the gracious gift of Jesus Christ that we are celebrating in just a couple days, the birth of Jesus. It is because of that gift, that gracious gift of Jesus, that I can have joy. Friend, joy is constant. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy, joy is deeper than that. Joy transcends a circumstance. Joy is found regardless of the situation. So because of God's gracious gift of his son, Jesus Christ, I can have joy in the darkest days because I have hope of eternity. My hope was not in my son. My hope is not in my house. My hope is not in the things. Sure, sometimes I get it all mixed up. And when I do, it's very apparent because there's no peace. But when I get my hope fixed on Jesus Christ, the peace that overcomes, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I wouldn't trade that for a box of pictures. I wouldn't trade that for anything. So friend, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that you know the peace and the joy and the grace and the hope that only comes from Jesus Christ as we get ready to celebrate his birth. Dear gracious Father, I pray that you, that you, the God of hope, will fill each and every listener with the joy and peace because they believe in you. I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, they may abound in hope as we get ready to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, may we abound in hope, a hope that is supernatural, that transcends circumstances, whatever that may be, health, possessions, uh, family, whatever it may be, Father. I pray that we, we, each and every listener, myself, would abound in hope. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your protection, your kindness, and the peace that surpasses all understanding. Friend, I pray that you have the most blessed Christmas. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.